Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about neonatal sepsis. And you can follow along with written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com or in the neonatology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Neonatal sepsis is caused by infection in the neonatal period. It potentially results in significant morbidity and mortality for the affected infant, particularly if treatment is delayed. It can present with very non-specific signs and requires a high degree of suspicion and a low threshold for starting treatment with broad-spectrum antibiotics. This is a brief summary to help your learning. Always refer to local and national guidelines and involve seniors when treating patients. Let's talk about the common organisms that cause neonatal sepsis. The key organism to remember is group B streptococcus or GBS, but it can also be caused by E. coli, Listeria, Klebsiella and Staphylococcus aureus. A tom tip at this point, the organism to remember for your exams is group B strep or GBS. This is a common bacteria found in the vagina. It doesn't cause any problems for the mother but it can be transferred to the baby during labour and cause neonatal sepsis. If the mother is found to have group B strep in her vagina during pregnancy, prophylactic antibiotics can be given during labour to reduce the risk of transmission to the neonate. Let's talk about some risk factors for neonatal sepsis. We've already talked about vaginal GBS colonisation, Another risk factor is group B strep sepsis in a previous baby to that mother. Maternal sepsis, chorioamnionitis or a fever in the mother above 38 degrees. Prematurity of less than 37 weeks. Early premature rupture of membranes and prolonged rupture of membranes are all also risk factors. There's a few clinical features of neonatal sepsis to be aware of. These include fever, reduced tone and activity poor feeding, respiratory distress or apneas, vomiting, tachycardia or bradycardia, hypoxia, jaundice within 24 hours, seizures and hypoglycemia. There are also some key red flags for neonatal sepsis, which are confirmed or suspected sepsis in the mother, signs of shock, seizures, a term baby that requires mechanical ventilation, respiratory distress starting more than four hours after birth, and presumed sepsis in another baby if it's a multiple pregnancy. Let's talk about treatment for presumed sepsis. Always consult your local policy and consult with experienced paediatricians when you're treating neonates that potentially have sepsis. Most local policies will follow something similar to the NICE guidelines. When there's one risk factor or clinical feature for neonatal sepsis, The baby needs to be monitored for observations and clinical condition for at least 12 hours. When there are two or more risk factors or clinical features of neonatal sepsis, they need to be started on antibiotics. Antibiotics should be started if there's even a single red flag, which we've discussed. Once the decision is made to start antibiotics, the neonate needs to be given the antibiotics within one hour. They should have blood cultures taken before the antibiotics are given. They should have a baseline full blood count and CRP and a lumbar puncture should be performed if infection is strongly suspected or there are features of meningitis, for example, seizures. 
Regarding the choice of antibiotic, always check your local policy. The NICE guidelines from 2012 recommend benzyl penicillin and gentamicin as first-line antibiotics. A third-generation cephalosporin, for example, cefotaxime, may be given as an alternative to lower-risk babies. The baby needs ongoing management and monitoring to decide when to increase their level of care and when to step them off the antibiotics. This involves checking a CRP again at 24 hours and checking the blood culture results at 36 hours. Consider stopping the antibiotics if the baby is clinically well, the blood cultures are negative at 36 hours after taking them, and both CRP results are less than 10. If they continue antibiotics, check the CRP again at 5 days of antibiotics. Consider stopping the antibiotics if the baby is clinically well, the lumbar puncture and blood cultures are negative and the CRP has returned to normal at 5 days. You would consider performing a lumbar puncture if any of the CRP results are above 10. So thanks for listening to this episode on neonatal sepsis. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. You can find written notes on the podcast in the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book available on Amazon. And you can find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. You can also find notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in to the next episode, which will be on hypoxic ischemic encephalopathy.